everybody, welcome back to another episode of Shadowcast. I am the host with the most, Nettie Marnetta. And I'm Frisbee Mutsong. And we are here to bring you everything you need to know in the Yu-Gi-Oh! TCG, baby. Which at this time is one or two things, quite a few. can probably count them on one hand, but you need to know them, so we're going to tell them to you. Ain't that right, Frisbee? Yes, yes, yes. I hope they really enjoyed the last episode with Jesse Cotton. It's, uh, yes, it, was, it was so much fun. Yes, indeed. It was really so much fun. And, like, I... I like I was a bitch to, to put together. But <laughs> it was fun. I listened to it back because I'm that guy. <laughs> and honestly, I mean, I, we both listened to the show. And honestly, I was like, "Oh my god, it's actually Jesse Cotton." I still had, you know, I still get that feeling. Yeah, the second you know. wind. Yeah, of, the of, second wind. Ah, oh, I can't believe we're here. Of like he was, he was, yeah, he was, mm. yeah, yeah, like his presence in spirit it was just in the studio. I was listening back, and I was like, "Oh, that's just my boy Jess." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's just my homie Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> Even my, though I don't know the man, my like homie Mister Cotton. Let's go. <laughs> so um, spoke to him on one interview. Now he's invited to my wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, of course. <laughs> He's officiating, guys. And I'll pronounce you Dark Magician, then Dark Magician Girl. You, make <laughs> you may set to and pass. <laughs> you may end your turn. <laughs> anyway. So, I just so. want to say, baby, as we move from the fiancé phase to the marriage phase of our relationship. Oh, yeah. Now you're a tag team. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the disappointing eyes I'm seeing ominously in the room. Um, anyway. oh, oh, you saw something? Yeah. You uh, saw something I felt? Yeah, I saw something <laughs> you felt. Uh, so Disturbance in the force. Topics for today is, obviously, um, we've had the new set come out. Mm. Um, by the time you guys are hearing this, it is it's gonna be in full officially blue. legal. Mm. Because we've had the pre-releases, so... We haven't had any tournaments with it yet, like, really. Um, we have just had the... Uh, we just pretty much had people finding out what to do. I've been watching um, Nesh, Nesh's stream a lot, and he's been... <laughs> there's been a lot of people coming up with such crazy goo, it's insane. It's, like, such good stuff <laughs> from the new set, and the new set brings he in... He said crazy goo. I'm sorry. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's... There's so many... Sp- <laughs> crazy goo. Yeah. Coming up with crazy goo. Yeah. It's the goo. You, you aged, like, 20 years in my mind. It's the goo. <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway, so, there's... A lot of, I think the interesting thing about the set now mm. is that it's really the set of decks. Mm. Um, like, there's a lot, there aren't that many decks that, like, are insane in it, but there's a lot of support and a lot of, like, cards that can be played to improve decks, mm. which are really, really good, and it's really nice in that aspect. So just some some boosties. Yeah, like, a lot of boosters. Like, even, like, if you Generic look at, boosters. If you look at a card like Ringo Worm, uh, the Guardian of 100 mm. Apples... Uh, that that card, or as we call it, Apple Dragon, in case, because you know that's if, what people call Apple Dragon. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. so. So that's Apple Dragon. That's Apple Dragon. Yeah. That is not Apple Dragon. <laughs> that's Apple Dragon. You've been leading me astray this whole time. That is not Apple Dragon. He's a, he's guardian of the hundred apples. That doesn't. How is he not Apple, Apple Dragon? He's not even a dragon. How is he not Apple Dragon? He's not even a dragon. <laughs> he's a Ringo. Technically, he's a beetle. He's a Ringo worm, dragon. <laughs> Guardian Dragon is of the listen. Ha- Even his type is dragon. I'm just gonna call him a Gen Z because he's too many things at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> he's 
He's non-binary dragon, okay? Um, so <laughs> he's a, he's a he's a motivational speaker, rapper, singer. He summons a artist. worm as well. Uh, he what? He can summon a worm. Of course. He, sometimes he identifies as a dragon, sometimes as a worm. Doing too much. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Ringo, my Ringo. boy, the apple dragon. Um, <laughs> Ringo, not the apple dragon. <laughs> for he is neither an apple or a dragon. Nor is he made by Steve Jobs. Oh, wow. <laughs> or Wozniak, for that we matter. We don't know. They might have gone to... Konami might have been like, hey, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs is trapped in the soul of the Ringo worm card. Yeah. We're like, oh, you get to create a... A, a card and I was like cool I need something to guard my <laughs> my product sure we'll give you a dragon that's you know that's kind of no. thing <laughs> but we want it new age and hip no. we no. want it new age and hip okay then it can be a worm as well no, I'm, I'm trying to picture this whole skit in my head I'm just like no <laughs> this, I don't believe this happened at all so anyway Ringo Worm, the Apple Dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Ringo Worm, the viral STD. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, it has created some interesting spice with regards to allowing the uh, the adventure package to come back out. Uh, and but isn't like the that. adventure wasn't the adventure package already okay? I mean, it was all right. It's people just better playing, now. People like, adventure sprite, but now, like, people are playing... Um, so, back in the day, there was a deck called, like, Three Axis, which was basically... Um, you make uh, a deck based on level threes with mm-hmm. the adventure package, and it was just a whole bunch of mishmash thrown together to make a broken combo. And it's kind of coming back in that way, but a lot of people are calling it bestial control. So um, what people haven't noticed, and I don't think people in the community have seen it yet, unless you've actually been doing like your research and seeing what people are coming up with, is that there's... Um, there's a lot of decks that involve like the adventure package and lots of hand traps and things like uh, Ring of Worm itself um, with a really good extra deck to be your utility and your bestials being able to be your beaters. And they're able to make like a lot of really interesting combos. Um, with playing like three Ringo Worm, having the adventure token being on there, bestials only being special summon makes the deck like really. You know, it works with the adventure package. Also, Bistio's kind of being hand traps on their own. Um, especially with decks being good, like uh, Branded now getting a shit ton of new support from the new set. As well as um, Mathmech being a really good deck currently in the format. Bistio's are really strong in that aspect. I guess the only tough matchup they'll have is against Kashtera. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the only thing like, they kind of dead against. But we know that there's a ban list coming soon. So, <clears throat> well, we hope. It we should believe. Be. We believe. But that's like the kind of stuff that that just the dragon Ringo Worm itself is enabling, you know? Mm. And then we get other spices like Chaos Angel, which is a really interesting new Chaos Synchro monster that makes your monsters either unaffected by your Synchro monsters unaffected by everything or cannot be destroyed by battle, you know? And it banishes on summon, which is really, really strong. Is there anything else? Um, Axis Synchro Dragon um, from the... Uh, uh, what's it? The Maze of Memories. Mm-hmm. That card is like really, really good. Okay. Um, it basically is a one-card Baron, pretty much. If you make a Synchro Eight, uh, wow. which is really strong. So that's why you see decks now like purely are main decking Gamma, because if you're able to Gamma in your turn, you Synchro the Gamma and the Driver into Axis, which revives the the Gamma. And then you synchro that into a Baron before your combos even started. which is re- And on top of that, you've stopped a hand trap. Nice. Especially considering 
um, what we're going to get to later, which is which card is Bay in the current format. <laughs> we, it's, been, it's been established. It's been out there. It's been breaking the scene, actually. I'm amazed. Like, when I was, when I was still doing the old format things, right, someone main decked it against me. And I was like, why the hell are you main decking this? And I was like, you know, it's not anything yet. But as soon as Cyberstorm Access comes out, this card, and I'm not going to mention it yet. I'll mention it like later when we actually do bring up it properly. Um, but this card is really the bay of the format. Hmm. But I wonder if I'm going to believe you. Okay, we'll see. But we have, so we have a lot of new decks. So support coming in from the new set. Hmm. We do have Super Heavy Samurais, which are currently now meta. Um Really, really strong. Uh, or as I like to call them, plus size samurais. Yeah, plus size samurais. <laughs> Things that can attack in defense. Um, so, uh, they can hit you with their booty. Uh, so, <laughs> so, interestingly enough, they play no spells and no traps at all. That's got to be strange. In their entire deck. Mostly because be the super heavy samurais effect are based on not having any spells <laughs> and traps in your grave. So you can That's activate weird. you can activate the effects based on having none of those. Which, wow. Yeah. Which strange. is strange. Which is quite but the interesting thing is they got like a new card that can steal a spell trap from your opponent's grave, which is really cool as well. So and this operates under things like skill drain and etc. Or What? Like th- this type of approach. Oh, I mean, no, the deck doesn't, like, you don't play any spells and traps on it. It, it struggles against skill drain, if that's what you're asking. Yeah, like, because I just feel like this is a strategy set up from the beginning to hard lose in very, very, not necessarily generic situations, but mm. situations you will find yourself in eventually. Yeah. Yeah, it's like this thing will really go until it stops. But also remember, it's with something like monsters, that mm. a deck that's just monsters allows you to play pendulum scales. True. Which are which are basically spells and traps, but are monsters. So True. you can get you can get spell and trap removal that are pendul- that are monsters, but they're technically not because they're pendulum monsters. I mean, if they're pendulum monsters, then I mean they're not even monsters anymore either. So, not quite sure. That's it depends on where you. That's that's an A to B connection there, but I but I do see where you're coming from. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know if I've, if we've ever gone in depth with pendulum. Uh, we we we've never your, really had the chance, honestly. Because yeah. I remember there's been actually like even there's been players who have been playing for like a year now, mm. right? Who have even asked me, because um, we were playing in the sneak peek, and they asked me, "How do pendulums work?" Makes sense because we have not seen pendulums for ages. The yeah. deck's been dead. No one's been playing it. There's and no then, real new stuff for it. I think the last stuff that we got was the the dragon stuff. The dragon stuff. I'm forgetting the name of the dragon. Um, something. We'll Damn get it. to it. We'll, you'll find it. That when break. when we were in um, in Bloom. Yes. Those ones. Ah, there was bestials. There was some other things. There was Draco's Draco something. Draco Slayers. Yes. That wasn't that, that like the last. That was that was the last Pendulum deck. Yeah. But I don't like. Oh, yeah, but not even... I think new players didn't really see that a lot. Mm. Especially, like, yeah, because there were probably only two of those players here, and I don't think they got the opportunity to see it. Mm. Um, But still, like, there are still a lot of people to this day who have played the game who still do not know how pendulums work because of that. 
and sense. which is which is quite interesting that like you know it's been out for so long and then also because cash have been around people don't bother to play the pendulums anyway mm. because cash just go okay i'm locking your two pendulum zones yeah you know which is are they are they releasing new pendulum cards um no but super heavy sams use pendulums yeah, okay. So your combo is just basically like to create a board and then set your scales and pendulum summon the rest of your hand. I see. Which Strange. is which is really strong because like <coughs> they can Excuse they can play Excuse a lot me. of hand traps as well, which makes them really strong. <coughs> Cut it out in post. <laughs> <laughs> We're dying on set. <laughs> um, they can play a lot of hand traps. My like, death will not be filmed live. <laughs> You will have to buy tickets. You have to buy tickets. <laughs> this is this is save your dying for behind the break, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know, right? They paid they paid good money to see me die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Um but yeah, it's just like <clears throat> so super heavy sams are kind of get bringing back the pendulum aspect to things, mm. but I think it gives it's a nice small example of how to make pendulums work again, which is really cool. Um, <coughs> the deck is really strong, but also it's really cheap. Mm. Uh, I mean, obviously like things like the extra deck stuff, like a Baron mm. is, is really important, but you know, like getting a Baron is quite crucial in this current, <laughs> I mean, to everyone, or yeah. this current format, everybody needs a Baron. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so that's like one of the things that is, is kind of like a defining thing for playing the deck. But other than that, the super heavy samurai deck is like, a really good meta contender and it's cheap because mm. all the cards are either super or common. I'm just worried that the whole strategy is just nib bait. Not really because they make they make Baron before the fifth summon. Mm. They okay. Make, they make Baron before the fifth summon and then they go for the rest of their combo. I see. A lot of a lot of the decks these days like they do something similar. Are playing around nib. Yeah. Like they don't really even even if we look at now cuz purely just got pure lily and um purely sleepy memory um which are really really good cards or really good additions for the deck and the deck is doing so so well now. Um apparently it has moments. <coughs> it's like it's good. <coughs> I'm coughing because that's cap. <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm joking. I, uh, yeah. It's it's good and it's shit. Um, so it's mid. It's it's mid. Like I don't. Some people. There are people that swear by it. There are people that are like, oh, this thing is gonna be insanely broken. And look, I you are on that team. You're on that. Boat. I I agree that I was on that boat. Look, this is my perspective, right? I'm, I'm still it's, kind of on that boat. Yeah, it's it's really broken if you open a good hand. I think it's nice because it can play a lot of hand traps and it is one card combo. Yeah, okay, I see. No, I'm just like, if it's really good, if you... Let what? me not say anything. What? What? No, no finish your thought. Finish okay. Your thought. <laughs> but, like, the thing is, um, I think a lot of people do overhype it, but I mm. think it does have the consistency to be a good deck. I don't think it has the ceiling to be one of the best decks yet. Mm. Um, I think it's good I think it needs one more set to actually do really really well that's me personally I do think we will see a topping events I think we might see a taken event here and there but I don't think it is the best deck of the format I see that's for sure okay why what was your thought no I'm just like if you have to have a good hand <laughs> it's already it's already losing points for me yeah <laughs> so, I will, but I won't get into it what, what else what else do we have besides uh, super heavy samurais 
Um, so besides the super heavy samurais and the Piolis, we still have Kashtira topping here, then everywhere. But that okay. doesn't really change with the new set. Kashtira no. is still the same old Kashtira. But what are some of these other new decks, though? Um, one of the other new decks that ha- that we are seeing play right now, or it's not a new deck. It's basically an updated deck. It's branded. Mm. Branded has skyrocketed in power. It's doing really, really well, especially with the new cards. Because now they have another card that is basically a monster version of Branded Expulsion. Mm. Um, they have another monster that's really good. And now you can play uh, the Dogmatica package in it with Nadir's Servant. So one Ash isn't enough to kill it anymore. It still can make combo. Um, like, you know, usually you would Ash the Branded Fusion and they're called by you and then you'll be okay. Now you're going to Ash the Branded Fusion, they're going to call it by you and then you're going to be completely screwed. You know, it's that kind of a thing. <laughs> so um, this is this is what we were looking for a couple of weeks back when we were saying that Branded was falling short. Yeah. It's, it finally it, got the support it needed. It, it's gotten the support it, need, it needed and mm. it's doing really, really well. And it's able to, ha- it's got like so many starter cards that go like plus two or even plus three which are really, really insane. And it's got so many power spells that it 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 kind of brings to light like what's gonna happen to it on the band list. Mm. You know, I think I think we did our band list prediction on here yes. already. It's about you know? one one or two episodes back. Yeah. yeah. So we did our band list prediction on here already and we did say that branded fusion is probably gonna get hit. Um and looking at how the deck plays, it does seem like it's in the cards and even Expulsion is really in the firing range because it's kind of like the same problem. Because expulsion has been the gift that kept on giving yeah. the moment it landed. <laughs> it's it's kind of like the same problem that we had with um, Halka Fibrax. Mm. It's like, are you going to ban the card that actually gives all the problems of using Nightmare? Uh, What's it? The gimmick puppet nightmare, or um, not even just <laughs> not even just that, or like Authorus to lock your opponent and they can't play at all. Are you gonna allow that to? Are you gonna keep banning those cards, or are you gonna ban the actual problem card that's allowing this to happen, which is the branded which, expulsion, which which be, which will probably be expulsion because yeah. if we look at Konami's track record, they always cut at the root. I mean. If you look how long Helka Furbrack stayed alive for. <laughs> well, but I mean, that was a different... Back then, they were pushing a different agenda. You know, the the whole the game as a whole looked different then. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, if we look at the game as a whole now, you know, Red Reboot's gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, God. Yeah. That makes me wonder if they're actually going to hit Dimensional Barrier to a point. Because that card is kind of, at this point, almost an auto-win against a few decks true and it's it's making me consider like that might be in the firing range honestly i doubt it to a point i doubt it d barrier is the kind of smoke konami likes dog they like the fires that people set with d barrier yeah but then like just get something that stops the traps man because these traps are really really strong i would say bring red reboot but, but and you see that's what i'm trying to say like when you look at the game state as a whole yeah you know it's like Certain things being manned, it's just like, oh, it, maybe it doesn't not make it doesn't make sense on a micro scale. Mm. But when you look at the macro scale, you're like, yeah, that that's like affected the whole game. Traps are wild now. Trap decks are wild now. Yeah. Altergeist is back on the, which is another conversation we need to have because now the stuff is out, right? No, it's coming in the still next set. It's oh, still, still only out in July. This uh, this this Altergeist stuff is still. Still in the waiting, but looking at the See, format now. Why are people bothering me early? People are bothering me early. They're like, "Can I have this? Can I have that?" <laughs> and I'm like, first off, no. Second off, why do you want it so badly?" What have they been asking you They're for? They're asking me for Altergeist stuff, and it's like, 
you don't need this yet. I understand. I understand your 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 gung ho ness, your your appreciation, your your desire to try something. Relax, <laughs> okay. Relax. It's not yeah. going anywhere, and it's not here yet. That being <laughs> that that being said, I appreciate you reaching out. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 kind of like one of those things where it's just. I feel like actually in this format, if the Alter Guy stuff had to be out now, the deck would be a top contender. Oh, definitely. Because without look, fail, looking at this meta how it is right now, I don't think this as meta is as prepared for spells and traps as it seems to be. I mean, I don't. I mean, think well, not traps, not spells, traps mostly. Well, I was gonna say like with, when it comes to traps, there's no way for this meta to prepare itself. Yeah. There's there's just there's just besides maybe blocking the entire back row with Kashtira. Yeah. There's or you not, like lightning storm or lightning, lightning storming storm. yeah. there's not much you can do yeah exactly yeah and especially with like how they're gonna build altergeist which is now more a combo deck with back row mm. you know it's kind of, it's it's gone from being a full-on control deck to mid-range Oof. which is actually like it's and mid-range decks are like really pow- powerful if we look at decks like sword soul who that have been like they i mean sword soul has obviously like dropped quite a lot lately mm. But it still is able to like still top an event every now and then or still like kind of make its way and give a fair shot, mm. you know. And it's always been like a really good mid-range deck, even though it combos really well. It still is able to play like a whole bunch of traps and stuff and doesn't combo for like 20 minutes and, <laughs> and then end on a, a massive board that's unbreakable, you know. Mm. It ends on a marginally ba- breakable board with follow-up and some traps. And that's kind of like the... <clears throat> The era of how, of like the mid range decks is mid range is probably, if not the strongest, of the variants of decks that they can be, and the the best balance you can get in a deck, the harder it is to beat because you have to find so many ways to out it. Yeah. <clears throat> like even Kashtira, that's why Kashtira is so good, because you're able to play it like as a combo deck, but you're also able to play it as very much control, mm-hmm. and it's very mid range, and it's incredibly consistent. Too. Yeah, and it's and it's ridiculously consistent. I mean, okay, let's be honest. You have to make up the consistency with things like desires and part of prosperity and stuff. But when you have a deck that's like you draw the field spell and that's full combo, you know, yeah. <laughs> that's that's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> like one field spell is full Kashtira combo. I think maybe there's some. There's some relevance in speaking to that because I feel like that's what Konami's been doing a lot recently. Mm. They 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 create these strategies and release these sets where it's like you can pop off off like one or two cards, right? Yeah. And then they create like three different cards in which you can pop off in that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it really started with tears, right? Because with tears, it's like, oh, you get this into your graveyard and then it fuses into something. Do it three times! <laughs> four sounds times like, if you know what you're doing sounds but like, like someone's been playing master door but I, <laughs> <laughs> I would say but then <laughs> but then i don't Excuse know because <laughs> tears are now in master door at like full power yeah and, so it's, that's, uh, and it's chaos that's pretty crazy why is couch looking at me like that are, are you doing something the couch is just looking at you couch? <laughs> Ignore him. <laughs> um he looked at you and then he moisturized his lips okay yes. you guys are not on the same topic right yeah we're not <laughs> we're definitely not um that's for behind the break <laughs> uh so that those are pretty much like the main decks that have been coming out mana dome is also really good mana dome's uh, or, back or it is mana dm now in um in tcg because it's all up in your dms uh, yeah i Madame guess <laughs> but it's like it's an interesting 
synchro deck. It kind of gives um, Dino vibes mixed with Yang Zing mixed with some synchro thing. It's it's weird because they 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 all when they destroyed they float kind of thing, and they have cards that try and make them float, and then they try sit on a whole bunch of synchros. But it's using like a whole lot of like weird engines like um, Scareclaw. Uh, even like a little bit of the uh, like it uses like a lot of the storyline mm. of Visor Starfrost. Um, it uses a lot of cards from there, you know. Even the new fusion, Vicious Stroud. It's like basically Visor's story. Wow, which is really cool. That man like, needs to go and take all of his friends with him. Don't the <laughs> the artwork is beautiful. Vi- and like Visor Starfrost meets the bounce. And take all of his little friends with him, mm. all his scareclaws and cash tears and tear tears, and they can all just get out of my country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I can say what I wanted to say. I don't think that's a lot. Um, but anyway, the... you're allowed to discriminate against fictional characters in a in a card game, right? That's fine. Right? Yeah, yeah. You can't cancel <laughs> me on that. <laughs> um, but I think like with the new Nexus, uh, Duelist Nexus, because mm. um, Cyberstorm Access is the last set of this series, basically. You were saying, yes. Yeah. This, and I this think is a new series that's coming I, up next. Yeah, I think it is kind of the end of Visus' story. Mm. Um, I think we'll probably get a bit of it in future sets, kind of the probably. same Probably. Kind of the same way they're still releasing Albaz stuff, even mm. though his story was done and dusted. I mean, but that's always like an <laughs> extension. You know yeah. what I mean? Every time they do something new for Visor Starfrost, it's like, it's like stop everything. It's you like, know what I yeah. mean? It's like the side quests. Now we're getting it's, the side quests. It's like you've heard of a, you've heard of a. Tier Tier Limits Merly, get ready for a cash tier of Tier Limits. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's, it's like a thing that they always do. Now we're gonna get like Visor Starfrost Merly. This is gonna be the, something of new. the Kashtira Scareclaw. <laughs> <laughs> we took a Scareclaw and a Kashtira and a Tier Limit and we fused them into a Spopovich. And they're <laughs> and they're now a big polyamorous family. It's beautiful. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, but anyway, I'm tired yeah. of Visor Starfrost and the big steppers, Doug. Like, the Duelist Nexus please. is gonna be the new the the new set of the new series. Yes, which I think we're really excited. So for. a new storyline. Yeah, I think there will be a new storyline. Maybe we it. can follow it as it develops. Yeah, yeah, we can see. We can we see can how, stick how to it the, grows to the happens. to the canon. We have we have like a a story time with the sets of Yu Gi Oh. You <laughs> and know, if there's and if there's a good girl that turns bad at the end, I'm gonna shoot somebody. <laughs> I'm gonna shoot somebody. <laughs> Another one. Another one. Let's go. <laughs> I'm going to shoot her. Oh, she was just a, just a small town girl. And then here came around this bad boy. And he corrupted her. Ooh. Oh, my God. Oh, but at least in Fallen of Albaz, it ends up going well. Does it? In the Fallen of Albaz story. Yeah, Does it? I got I to gotta, I gotta be honest with you, man. It doesn't look good for my boy. The field spell, <laughs> if you look at the field spell in um, in Cyberstorm Access, there's a new field spell, and it shows... Um, uh, Albaz flying away with Ecclesia. Oh, they got together? Yeah. Oh, so he liked that she went bad and she started wearing black and essentially recreated the end of Greece. I don't know. Oh, fantastic. I, yeah, it's basically the Greece story. So, yeah, they flew away. Even well, Kit then... is like waving goodbye to them. Oh my God. It's kind of it's cute. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> Bring back a souvenir. <laughs> 
I think I have the field spell somewhere here. I'll find it behind yeah, the break. But me. yeah, it was <laughs> it was like we had um sneak peek this weekend mm. and it was interesting to see a lot of the weird and wonderful things that people were doing, mm. um, mixing up stupid combos. Um there's also a really interesting new deck called Nemorelia, um, which is basically an idea of using your extra deck as a resource for your effects. So instead of um using them Using the but extra like deck. just more prominently. So not in the way that not like an intis way. Yeah, not or in a, a not or in a, a branded way. way. More like the cards are just fodder and you can't use them. Like the whole thing. So, for example, um, there is a pendulum monster in the deck that is basically a girl that's passed out sleeping on the bed drooling. <laughs> uh, she she's just. It's sleeping. a good thing no frat boys listen to this. <laughs> yeah, <show>. and um, <laughs> the idea is to get her in the extra deck. If there are any frat boys listening, I then, sincerely <laughs> apologize. Please please keep listening and to this. <laughs> and then the please idea. Please don't make this your thirteenth reason why. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> also, yes, that is a reference. That is a meta reference. Thank you. Thank you for picking that up. Thank you. <laughs> and then the idea of the deck basically is that you summon these big terrifying. Uh, dream defender creatures okay. while she's in the extra deck and if she's face up in the extra deck because she's a pendulum monster mm. um they can activate their effects and in order to activate their effects you need to banish cards from the extra deck face down so <clears throat> the cool thing is right here's the thing right is that the idea is basically the extra deck is her bed uh. And the creatures need to get rid of her bed to use their effects. And when the extra deck is out, you can summon her. It sounds like a terrible plan. <laughs> it's so cool. I like the That's idea. A, it's it's a cool like, idea. It just sounds very like, not not feasible. Uh, her bed is gone. Or she has to wake up and come to the field. So but I have to <laughs> drag her off the bed, is yeah, essentially. But then you can banish. I believe you can banish cards on the field for each card. Uh, that is currently banished face down. Oh shit! Okay. Up to three at least. All right, that stopped being funny very when quickly. She summoned. When <laughs> that she got summoned. serious very quickly. Yeah, it's like don't wake this bitch up, otherwise shit's going to fuck. <laughs> that's, what, that's what's gonna happen. You heard about fat ladies singing. Now wait till they wake up. <laughs> and wake up. To, wait till they wake up. Nimrelia. That's the, that's that's the story of this. And I actually really love it. The artwork is really beautiful. Nimrelia. They look like terrifying dogs made out of dessert. It's really cool. I absolutely like terrifying dogs named um, that look like dessert. It's yeah. named Nimrelia. Yeah, it's she it's, sleeps the whole time. What yeah. is there not to love? And then and then when she wakes up, shit goes to fuck kind of thing. Uh, ah, yeah. yeah. Don't that take sounds away, about right. Don't take away her bed. Yeah, that's oddly familiar. <laughs> I think that's where we have to cut to the break. Just indeed, think. yes, that is our time for this half. We are going to head off to Behind the Break, a very special segment, which is for our Patreon listeners only. For everybody listening, uh, where wherever you get podcasts, uh, buy whatever to tell you. Buy whatever we tell you to buy, and we will see you after this break. Yeah. Are you tired of being stuck in the same place? Do you want to get paid to travel the world? <laughs> Shame. Hi, I'm Nettie Marnetta. And I'm Frisbee Moonsong. And if you've made it this far into the episode, then please consider subscribing to our Patreon. Not only is it the best way to support the show, you're also putting food in our mouths and you're winning the approval of Couch, our producer. And that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, he's got high standards. You'll also get access to Patreon-specific content, such as Behind the Break, a special segment where we talk more about Yu-Gi-Oh!, tell personal stories, and make inappropriate jokes while censoring none of it. 
I mean, it's what you could be listening to right now instead of this ad, right? So visit patreon.com slash shadowcastza. That's patreon.com forward slash shadowcastza and give us your money. And we are back with the main show. We hope you had a good time. Hope you had a glass of water. Stay hydrated. Back. Buy everything we tell you to buy. You know what it is. Uh Uh-huh. Um... I think we didn't end. We ended off on the first thing, so we don't have anything to carry on this time. Yes, we ended. So off. then we can just jump straight into this nonsense. Yes, right here. we can jump into that nonsense. I've got a very direct question for you right now. Oh God! And it's questions. It's I mean, it's a question we've dealt with on the show before. Yes. To a certain degree. Yes. So it's nothing too serious. I'm terrified. But I do want to. Don't accept the draw. Sorry. <laughs> I do want to ask. What do you think? is the end goal of any one Yu-Gi-Oh game. Is it fun or is it victory? The, yeah, that's the thank you thank you for the expression at the end. <laughs> that's um I think the objective of the goal for the game of any Yu-Gi-Oh game is to be satisfied with the result you aim to achieve. That's not what I asked you. Don't PC your way out of this. <laughs> I am asking you a hot seat question. Don't now come put ice under your ass. Did I come? <laughs> did I come, Mr. President? Kind of. Yeah. No. Don't. Don't nice. Don't nice guy. This. 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 This answer. Answer. Answer me straight up. Right. Okay. What do you think is the end goal of Yu-Gi-Oh? To win. So victory. Victory yeah. over fun. Do you know why? Enlighten me. Because you are spending money on the game. Mm. <clears throat> that's, some, that's some real shit right there. Because you are spending some money on shit. the game. If you are spending money on this game, um, and your aim is not to get... Some, like, anyone who understands the investment you need to put into this game mm. um, will understand why you need to win. Mm. Um, I don't I do not believe that someone would put $300 $500 into a deck if they weren't trying to just for fun yeah good point very good point that's that's what I think about the game if you're putting money into this game if you're putting into getting cards if you're fighting to find these cards Mm. especially any sort of meta cards Mm. what are you playing for you, yes, you you're trying to enjoy the process as you're going, mm. and you're able to do it creatively and in your own way, but the end goal of Yu-Gi-Oh is to win in a way <coughs> that is uniquely you, so that how you did it can be known within the community. Mm. So it's not just victory; it's notoriety. Mm. Because at the end of the day, like that's that's like the pressure. That's kind of like the pressure of Yu-Gi-Oh. You know, you everyone like I, I, if you, you can't tell me that every single person that entered that regionals at that place didn't care to win. Mm. You would not have entered a regionals in the first place if you didn't care about winning. Okay. Or you didn't at least want to try win. All right. Because that, that is the goal of Yu-Gi-Oh! is to win, mm. to become known for winning, mm. and 
everyone likes to be seen like it's kind of selfish but it's also not really it's kind of like oh i think it's completely selfish it's but the most harmless way possible yeah it's it's very much like <coughs> i want to i want people i want my way of winning to be the way that people look up to you want your way of winning to be the way people win yeah yeah or the way people look up to on how to win cuz that's that's like that's where the game goes it's like i mean any <laughs> we had how many players do we have at locals <coughs> every week right mm. how many players have you seen at locals at other tournaments mm. we had 108 players at states last year mm. you can't tell me not a single one of those people wanted to win for 10,000 rands or more worth of prizes mm. or a ticket to europe why would, you, why would you enter a world championships where you know how serious people are going to be about the game mm. to not go to Europe and play in the world champs? Mm. I think your answer is actually very interesting. Why? It may seem on the surface like very um, expected, especially because I only gave you mm. <laughs> that or another option as an answer. But I still feel like in your elaboration, you're showing a lot of very different interesting points. Mm. And yeah, thank you for answering. Now I'm going to ask you, if Yu-Gi-Oh! was, or rather is the way it is now, mm. right? And it was reintroduced to you. Let's say you're a kid again. Yeah. Excuse me. It's kindergarten. Mm. And they bring you this. Mm. They bring you this ever-growing colliding constantly collapsing within itself but at the same time expanding <laughs> cluster dumpster fire fuck of a game yeah right would you play yes yeah yes you can say that with your chest I can say that with my chest because I know that I know for a fact that me myself would be really intrigued by the creativity the intellectual creativity that the game has mm. And the ability to make something with it. Okay. Um, as well as do you like, think that would be true across the board? As well as enjoying, I don't think it would be true across the board. No, mm. I I do think um, I this is gonna be me being a bit. Uh, this is kind of a dick thing to say. I'm mm. gonna say it straight up. This is kind of a dick thing to say, but I think I think sometimes people lie to their so themselves about how they're okay with not winning. Mm. Um, and like I'm not gonna lie, there are some people who genuinely just want to play for fun, mm -hmm. and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But I think, um, and I have lied to myself about being okay with not winning before because sometimes it's sometimes you can't afford to get the stuff you need to win, or you know, you're not able to quite reach there because you haven't quite reached that part of where you feel the game is yet, mm -hmm. you know, in terms of understanding or, understanding or knowledge or even, like, what you do, mm. you know. But it's just that kind of thing of... Um, it's, like, I... Me, for myself, I know what I want from the game and you have to, as we talked about mental stability in Yu-Gi-Oh is that sometimes it's okay to lie to yourself about not winning just to keep your mental stability. Mm. But sometimes you have days where you're just not for it. 
But I feel like that's just losing in general. Like, losing is not a great feeling. Yeah. Even in the most casual, most laid-back, most fun-filled way. Yeah. You know what I mean? It can be a terrible feeling, mm. you know? That's the thing about winning. Um, I feel like there has to, as you, as you just said, there has to be a sort of element of um, belief. Mm. of telling yourself that you're okay even when you're not mm. just so that you can get through and move on to the next one and that's of course when you're playing this game <laughs> on a very 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 serious level you know that's when yeah. you're going to the regionals and you're going to the Nats mm. and you're spending all of this extra money just so that you can play more cards mm. um, yeah so you think a lot more people are telling themselves um, you think a lot more people are having the copium? I should actually yeah, say. Yeah, I think I think that's a good way to say it. And also, like, it's like, why would you invest so much time into something if you're not trying to make something out of it? Mm. Define make something out of it, though. Like, kind of make your stake in the game. You know. So you're like, the only thing worth doing is like carving out some sort of legacy having some sort of thing to be remembered by. Isn't that what everyone wants in terms of the game? I don't think so. Or at least what most people in the game want. I don't think so. I don't think most people's aspirations are that big. Even though I there's like thousands and two thousands and three thousands of people that enter YCSs every year. Yes, because I feel like victory is is incentive enough. You don't... Because, I mean, what you're describing is, is very different. You're not mm. describing winning. You're describing winning like Karate Kid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like that's on a whole different level, yeah. right? And of course, that's fine. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just yeah. like, I don't think it's it's that intense for everyone. Uh, it's definitely not that intense for me. That could just also be a timing thing. Because mm. um, given enough time, I want to win like that at anything. But um, I really do feel like your every man, even your every competitor, you know, your mm. normal practitioner does not want to be... They're not trying to be Hokage. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't want their face on a mountain. They they just want to win. Also... Um, and they just want to keep winning. Also, for people, if I may just add, for people out there, I know what I said just now just seems like kind of like, oh, he's just here to win. I was like, I mean, yeah, but like, because, you know... But no, hold on. I'm going to defend you for a second, <laughs> uh, right? Even if that is how you feel, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm. There is an element to this game where that mentality is very welcome, mm. right? Not only is it very welcome, there are also times where it's been proven to be very successful. Mm. So anybody who wants to judge you on that can come through and kiss my big flat ass. <laughs> big black ass, not flat ass. I'm the, I'm, one sorry. Of, I'm the one with the flat ass, get it right. <laughs> You're talking about the wrong person. I mean, <laughs> my, my whole ear, nose, and throat situation is a little bit compromised today, and I do apologize. <laughs> But yeah, like, even if you did feel that way, mm -hmm. which anybody who's listened to this show knows that you don't, you spend way too much cracking jokes, way too much time cracking jokes with me on this thing for you to feel that way, <laughs> unilaterally. <laughs> but even if you did, it would be fine. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Because it's, it's very much like a... It's one of those games that, like... It's hard to kind of justify what the median is mm. and it's the same thing of like separating the casual players from the competitive players because there's a mindset mm. and sometimes um 
the reason why a lot of the competitive players win is because they invest a lot more. Mm. You know? And the bigger investment, the more you put in, the more you're going to get out. I feel there <laughs> there's a small caveat, though, mm. because you need to also consider the fact that even amongst competitive players, mm. it's competitive players in a pool of competitive players. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't talk about competitive players in a pool of casual players. Or rather, I understand why you do, because we have so little players in general. Yeah. Right? Though I think that specification is necessary. <clears throat> but Because you mm. need to be like, <coughs> it's this guy wanting to be the best of the best. Mm. In a circle of the best. Mm. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Getting old. <laughs> nah, dog. We we skipped straight to death. We're just dying. <coughs> and end phase. <laughs> <laughs> Not even end phase, dog. Zero life points. <coughs> we're going. We're going for the Oscars of dying this year. Activates red medicine to give to. I want my death Grammy. <laughs> Anyway, you were saying? I'm joking, by the way. Please don't come get me, death. <laughs> what was I saying? I lost my train of thought when I started coughing. Oh, no. <laughs> no, he's going senile, too. <laughs> Rude. Locally hurt my feelings. No, you were talking about the, the competitive players within the community. Ah, players. yes. Yeah. You have to... you have Because I feel like it has to be contextualized in that mm. way. You know what I mean? You can't be like the reason why competitive players win more and then be like in this pool full of people who play ojamas. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Like the reason why competitive, you got to be like the reason why competitive players win consistently in competitive settings. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's, that separation is necessary for me. Yeah. Word. That's why like I was talking about earlier, um, the, the get togethers that we need to have, you know, Mm. to create that sort of, that sort of foster that environment that space yeah that kill or be killed mentality because they are I mean in locals you won't have it as much I mean people are super trolled in locals well yeah because that's that's what your local is for yeah and it's to try your silly things but (laughs) now I'm dying it's contagious Um, but (laughs) it's how death works it spreads it spreads (laughs) Uh, not like your mama's legs I'm sorry that was unnecessary. That's a behind the break truck. That was you very unnecessary. I'm so sorry. Um, so, uh, so <laughs> editing. Um, Botez fix, Gambit. Fix it in post. Botez Gambit. So, um, what was I saying now? <laughs> oh, so the gather, the, the get. <laughs> oh, you remember? Okay, good. The, the get-togethers are like really important because what I've noticed, even at locals, mm. even especially as it's getting closer to nationals, is a lot of people are like. I'm doing this and I want to try this and I want to do this because I want to do well. I want to top this event. Mm. And that's coming from a lot of people. A lot mm. of people who even said, oh, I want to play casually. Mm. And they want to, they, they're doing those kind of things, you know? And it's coming from like everywhere in the community. Mm. Otherwise, why, why would so many people, or I know like people do get upset at losing, mm. you know? Why would people get upset at losing if winning's not the goal? Because, like, there's losing and then there's losing. You know what I mean? (laughs) I'm joking now. No, you're right, though. Where's (laughs) the lie? I I am right. I did not lie. Where's the lie? I am speaking from experience. What? (laughs) But but where's the... Someone had to say it. No, because, I mean, that's also just... It's been been my experience so many times. So, like, I'm comfortable speaking to that, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, I constantly fall short of expectation. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Was I supposed to disagree? No. Okay. No, you were not. If okay. you disagreed, I would have called you out. Okay. Um, if I disagreed, I would have called me out. 
not yeah. shame. We're roasting you now. Let's not. No, well, I mean, <laughs> I, st- I still do have excuses, though. Uh, yeah. I've got, like, a ton of different excuses I yeah. can hide behind. So I'm okay with it. Yeah. Um, I also They're realized... They're running out of time, though. No, well, but I also realized... <laughs> I also realized I don't think I can necessarily call myself a competitive player. Mm. Um, at the end of, quote-unquote at the end of this journey, and I'm putting it in quotation marks because mm-hmm. it's not the end of the Yu-Gi-Oh! journey as a whole. Mm-hmm. Just at the end of my competitive journey, I realized I don't think this is my bag, dog. I don't think... I don't think... I don't think you had the opportunity that's, that's... to get into the competitive scene, though. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get in as much as I would have liked to. I, d- I don't think... And there definitely th- was room for more. I feel like there's always room I, for more. Because from my experience, you only entered one OTS champs. No. Did you enter a regional? Yes. Which was the... Re- oh, the one regional. Yes, I've entered one, more than one en- regional and more than one OTS, OTS champ. champ. Yeah. You're going senile. <laughs> Not me. You're going <laughs> Sorry, senile. Sorry, it's just been a while. It's wiping okay. all of this shit from memory. <laughs> Those were real losses for me, okay? I don't appreciate you treating my losses like shit. Because they might be losses, but they mean a lot to me. Okay. Thank you. My bad. Continue. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, I'm not sure if, if I'm necessarily interested in, in, a, in a do or die mentality. Mm. Uh, I do. I definitely would be the kind of person who is maybe more in the mid-range of things. Mm. Like, there will be certain things I will take more seriously than others. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I will take maybe this one regional more seriously than other regionals, Mm. or I will take this one random OTS champ more seriously than another OTS champ. Mm. But, like, I don't think I'm somebody who is playing this game completely competitively from start to finish as a whole anymore. Mm. Um, Because thanks to a whole bunch of things... My my play did calm down. My consumption did calm down. And as much as I do want to ramp them back up, I do want to change just certain approaches and certain things so that I can focus more on the fun I'm having, focus more on my growth than, um, than just trying to, like, constantly win the next thing. Mm. You know what I mean? Um because as much as as much fun as that can be and as much as I know that I could get there if I really just stopped everything I'm not stopping everything <laughs> I'm not stopping everything but I don't want to discredit the people who do want to do that and I am glad that there are more people who want to do that because we do need more gladiators you know what I mean just because I don't want to be a gladiator anymore doesn't mean I want gladiating to stop. Mm. We do need more gladiators because more gladiators is going to help this game grow. And who doesn't want this game to grow? Mm. You know, we all want more players. Yeah. And we all want more competitive players too. So we, if we can show people that there's real reward, you know what I mean? Real merit and um, just real payback for stopping everything and dedicating a huge chunk of your life and your time to playing shiny cardboard against another grown ass man seriously mm-hmm. you know what i mean then let's do it i mean let's go at least um if i could back that up is that like i think in terms of regionals and things like that i think the merit has been shown mm. um in like i don't think so 
if if I if you had to look for something like nationals, mm. I did not pay a cent to internationals. Okay. I won nationals. Mm-hmm. I ended up winning a car that's probably worth about four thousand rand currently. I ended up winning a Nintendo Switch, which I ended up selling for eight thousand rand. And, to the wrong person, thank you. And I ended up selling a, a, I ended up getting boxes of cards on top of, um, on top of, <laughs> some on top of the trophy and things like that, mm. and that could possibly be alongside a trip to Europe, that's paid for for free, um, including accommodation and stuff, and I know it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't seem like incentive for some people but that's a lot of money that people could use and that's a lot that people could contribute to what they do i'm i'm not gonna lie at at the time right uh when i was entering nationals um in terms of financial things i was on the edge after winning that you know how okay i was for like the rest of the year Mm. and it's just it's it's something it, I know it's something small like that, but it's these like rewards that you get back from the game for pushing it, and and I'm not I'm not going I'm not like jumping on anyone who says oh well it's not worth it because your odds of winning are low. It's like it's it's one of those things where you're if you're able to at least make top um top cut you're already making your money back. Um, I saw that happen. Sorry. Sorry. I, for, yeah. I keep forgetting that we're not on behind the break. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Please continue. If you're able to, you know, to make at least top cut, you're able to make the money back and the reward comes back for it. And I will say that a lot of people who have not been able to do that, um, a lot of people who have not been able to do that do tend to say it's not worth it. Mm. Nikhil... Um, I can use him as an example. Name dropping again. Is yes, <laughs> and he he started off. I remember when he started off, like, cause he he was quite recently coming back into the game, and he he didn't do too well in like a lot of the tournaments, mm. and he wasn't sure if it was like worth you know putting in the stuff and putting in the money and doing these kind of things. Mm. When he made top eight at his first regionals, and he got the rewards back. You know how much more he's invested into the game since then and how much he's continuing to go. Mm. And it's now, once you've done it once, it starts to become like a continuous give in, get back more, give in, get back more, give in, get back more. Mm. And it's just about, you just have to hit that point, I think. And that's when people will start reaping the rewards. And I think, I do think, and I'm going to I'm gonna respectfully disagree with you, I do think there is enough incentive. Nope. Because here's my thing, right? Mm-hmm. What you described is what first place gets. Not just first place. Like um, to- I said, if you if you make top cut, you're able to reap the rewards. You all got ten thousand rand. Not ten thousand rand, but you did make your money back, and more. Okay, no, but like you making your money back and like a little bit more is not incentive. Not incentive. That's not incentive. Like what would incentive what's, be? What's what's the incentive of getting third place at the Olympics? Notoriety. But like the most notoriety, right? Yeah. And on top of that, you get to go to the Olympics. And for those who know, the Olympics is like the the, the most giant like week long orgy that anybody could ever attend, <laughs> right? Which is a benefit in and of itself. I mean, now I mean, right now, if you make top eight in uh, a regionals or OTS champs in South Africa, you can send your deck lists to Shadowcast, and we'll. <laughs> and that's incentive enough. No. Um, <laughs> 
Um, because like what I'm trying to say is like there's although it is one singular thing, it's one massive thing mm. where it's like, yeah, you didn't win, dude, but like you were on that stage, you will forever be on that stage, you've been immortalized, you're on the TV, yeah, you are on a live broadcast, you've been recorded, people are gonna watch that for years to come, yeah, you know what I mean, and it it levels up your career as an mm. athlete, right to a whole new level mm. you know the kind of money you can make once you've been in the olympics that's like whew, yeah. you know what i mean it's like when an artist wins a grammy and now all of a sudden it, it costs a million dollars to have them play at your local bar yeah you know what i mean um i don't think we have that right now i don't think we have that right now I because if you don't if you don't get into a very specific like circle of winners uh-huh. right there's not much incentive for quote unquote winning. Like I think another element of it is because Yu-Gi-Oh rewards Yu-Gi-Oh with more Yu-Gi-Oh. And that's cool. That's cool when you're at a locals. That's cool when you're at a regionals, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, but like I don't think it's cool throughout. I you know what I mean. So I I or get rather what let me saying. not sorry let me not say regionals like that's cool like an OTS champs. Are you are you, you know? trying to say how does Yu Gi Oh benefit daily life? Are you no. talking from that aspect? No, I'm 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 even because I feel like even for competitive players, mm-hmm. right? Except for tournaments like. The, the states nats or whatever you want to call it because yeah. there's like five different names for this thing y'all need to sit y'all need to it's figure ac- it's y'all, actually, y'all need to figure that out by the way it's actually called states but so yeah, it's called states it's called states i fucking it's hate just, that it's it it was a recent change no so no offense to our listeners in the people, states it's people nothing are like so that. used to calling it nats though i i think nats is better just yeah. just because why would we call it states here because it's not technically states there's anymore. no states here. i mean it's not technically nats anymore it's just states of depression um <laughs> Like, why I'm saying that is because I feel like even for competitive players, mm-hmm. you guys don't even get that much return on investment, right? All the things that you spoke about, right, is because you came first. Mm-hmm. What did second place get? A Nintendo Switch. That's it? And they got boxes of Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Rewarding Yu-Gi-Oh with more Yu-Gi-Oh. You see what I mean? <laughs> like, and that's, once again, that is fantastic. We are in a niche market, all right? We are already technically playing with a a currency of sorts mm-hmm. and you are winning more of that currency. Yeah. Um, which if you don't hear the scam in that, <laughs> just so you know, you're being scammed. Um, but like, I don't know. I think it's very hard to take the competition to the next level. If it's going to just keep being that, you know, that I th- loose. I think that's why the incentive to create those groups of people to help each other. Mm. is very important you know because that's what's going to create i think the thing that you feel is so you're, cha- you're saying the chicken comes before the egg <clears throat> yeah mm. i think so i think like building up this kind of like nurturing to it you know mm. is is very important to nurture like that's what and we always refer to what andrew said when he left take care of your new players mm. and <laughs> and we need the pro players to do that 
But then it's also, it's like, do the new... Don't. I think because, like, that's not just the pro players, right? I feel like there needs to be a little bit of a separation because I feel like the pro players are constantly in a different state of mind. Yeah. I feel like everyone needs to take care of new players. The stores need to take care of new players. Yeah. Store owners need to take care of new players. The old players have to take care of new players. New players have to take care of other new players. Well, I guess I mean veterans, and, and not like ex- pro players. The veterans need to take care. Because by veterans, I mean like the people that were there before yeah, the, the people down who, the... Yeah. That's what I mean by like, yeah. pro, not pro the, players. The people, yeah. the people who understand the community definitely yeah. need to take care of the new people. I'm, I'm trying to make a very hard separation between like you've played the game for a couple of years and mm. you played this game very seriously you talk about this thing when you wake up and then again when you sleep yeah. you know what i mean like you're in your dreams talking more Yu-Gi-Oh. you eat sleep breathe Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. you know what i mean a like people think i actually do like that, but I don't. monday <laughs> ma- monday to sunday Yu-Gi-Oh. you'd be surprised don't give me that look Carter. i actually don't <laughs> i mean i i i honestly just feel like it's because it can't Yu-Gi-Oh currently just is not something that can be your everyday life. Mm. But I feel like if it could, it cap. would. Thank okay. you for the cap couch. It looks great on <laughs> <Okay>. you. Okay. <laughs> like, I feel like if it could be I your everyday... I feel like... And, and once again, not just you, many other people as well. Mm. Like, if it could be their everyday, it would be their everyday. Mm. And that's not shade. Yeah. That's not shade. That's not judgment. I can fucking respect the shit mm. out of that. Right? Um... I got sandwiched. That's not what I was talking about. What were we talking about just now? You were talking about how we must take care of our new players. Yes, I was going somewhere with that. We have to. T- we all have to take care of the new players, right? But I feel like for for pros, mm-hmm. right? For the competitive players mm-hmm. who are like, I'm here for trophies and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, for them, there is a little bit of a different mindset. Mm-hmm. Therefore, we need to hold them in a different regard. I feel. Yeah, because they're here. They're here to walk down and fuck them all. Mm. You know what I mean? Kick ass and take names. Yeah, they're they're not they're not here to take care of people's feelings. Mm. You know what I mean? And they shouldn't take care of people's feelings. Mm. You got to have that dog in you. Yeah. You know what I mean? You think Mike Tyson was going around taking it easy on this guy and that guy? No, mm. Mike Tyson was a beast every hour of every goddamn day. Mm. You know what I mean? Messi is a beast. Every hour of every goddamn day. Yeah. Ronaldo is a beast. Every hour of every goddamn... And so on and so forth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Michael Jordan is retired and he's still a beast between four and six. I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> but like you get what I'm trying to say, yeah. right? Like I think... I think there needs to be some serious observation into the community mm-hmm. in how we are catering to... Mm-hmm are competitive players. They need they need a little bit of s- not necessarily separation but just attention and that's from all facets, you know. They just they just need more attention f- from the perspective of the game, mm. from the perspective of the prizes, um from from the perspective of the competitions as a whole. Are you talking about the 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 newer players that are coming up? No, I'm talking about competitive players. Oh, the competitive I'm talking about you. Players. Okay. I'm talking about you. Mm-hmm. You, right? You, I feel with just how things are, mm-hmm. are not getting the attention you deserve, are not being able to even put yourself in a position in which 
you can get what you're looking for because you're not only you don't want to just be Joey Badass. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? You want to be Joey Badass in a room full of people who could have been Joey Badass. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're the one who came out on top. But like, if we're gonna get a room full of potential Joey Badasses, right? Being Joey Badass has to be worth it. Yeah, I think I think also, um, what's very important about that is that that especially doesn't take place here in South Africa. Mm. And I think that's probably why I know for I I know it's more prominent in the USA. Mm. I think people in the USA are rewarded way more than they are here. So, I mean, people play like tournaments there where they enter with like ten twenty dollars sometimes, mm. and they get PS fives. Shit. PS5s. They've been PS5 winning. You, you lost me at ten twenty dollars. You had me at PS5. <laughs> like, I mean, come on. It's you know, crazy. it's fucking crazy. Imagine, imagine, imagine. Like we pay, we pay like three hundred and fifty to four hundred rand for a box tournament here, mm. right? Imagine paying the same price and you have like a a hundred man event and you could win a PS5. Mm. That's kind of like how it's like in the USA. Damn. And I think I think I think it's mostly because of the opportunity that we have here and how we're so far away from it. Mm. <clears throat> and you know, people don't see that. And I get, and that's why like the incentive to go over to Europe is so is so strong. Mm. And I think I think a lot. I also think a lot of the newer players, especially the people who have recently started, you included, have not um, seen that side to Yu-Gi-Oh. And because they're still trying to grow to mm. get to... Because, you know, like right now, we're in like a little pond, right? Yeah. And that's the big pool in the USA and Europe over mm. there. You know, that's where... It's not because... I, I do think there are people here that can compete. Um, but I also think it's because... Just not as many. Yeah. I, I just think it's because they've got such a bigger pool of players. Yeah. Which is why a lot of the a lot of the smaller fish in our pond feel like they can't reach that yet. And that's why they mm. don't look at that. And that's why they think the incentive might not be as great. Mm. Because our incentive is here. Mm. Because we have to first build up here before we can build there. I do agree. And and the reason why I think that's just necessary <laughs> as well is just because I feel like when competitive play has the attention it deserves, mm. casual play will have the attention it deserves. Because yeah. there's also in the same places that you've mentioned, right? The amount of casual players who are like, this is what I do for fun. Mm. And I solely do this for fun. Mm. The amount of different ways in which they can engage with the game is better. The ways they do engage with the games is better. The things that they get up to are like so much more fascinating mm. and so much more entertaining. <laughs> like, for example, when you look at the Yu-Gi-Oh! content that trends, mm. that gets numbers, that gets views on YouTube, mm. it's never the technical shit. Yeah. It's never the competitive shit. Yeah. It's the guy who's playing that random it's, it's blue eyes. It's that white guy that dragon. made top four with all the guys that are YCS <laughs> No, it's not that guy. <laughs> it's that guy. Um, we will never forget. Yeah, he, yeah, he. But yeah, I, th that's that's definitely really the crux of my argument. The only reason, like, well, not the only reason, but like the main reason why I feel like we need to have a serious look at how we're incentivize, incentivizing competitive players mm. is also just because that relieves a lot of pressure. Uh, it really, it relieves a lot of pressure on casual play. Especially people who want to get there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because then it, it, it kind of like the competitive players step up, then it's kind of like everyone gets a leg up, you know? Mm. I get that. 
But I think that's going to be our show for this week. We have one more thing oh, that we promised. there's... The uh, Bay. We promised yeah, Bay. We, prom- we have to that. say Bay. Who is Bay? So, so you have a candidate. Yeah. I have two candidates, but yeah. No, you can't have two candidates now. One you is told not, me one candidate. One. Now you told me one candidate for sure. One is a main candidates. deck. One is a main deck. One is an extra. Deck. No, that does, that's not how it. That's okay. not how it works. Fine, Frisbee. I have one candidate then. Who? It's drawn Lockbird. Drawn Lockbird is currently the bay of the format. Interesting. It's an interesting <clears throat> choice. Draw and Lockbird is the bay. Of it. And Baron de Fleur. That's my second option. No. <laughs> no. Don't ever say that Baron de Fleur is Bay again. Bar on the Don't floor. Don't dare. Bar on the floor. I will buy I will buy a pair of gloves just to slap you with them. Bar on the I floor. I will buy slapping gloves for you if you say Baron de Fleur is Bay on my show. Bar on the floor. <laughs> you say it one more. Do you know, you know why Baron can't be Bay, right? Why? It's too expensive. Huh? <laughs> no, you can't. It's too expensive. <laughs> bay is meant to be bay because it's attainable, right? Were bestials attainable when they were bay? Yes. B- Magnumut was attainable when it was the bay. one, <laughs> the one out of all of them. And remember, they all did the same shit. They all did the same goddamn thing. This one just happens to be more expensive and harder to find, right? Was Bell- but but they all do the same shit. If you've got the one, you'll be fine. Was Bell attainable when it was Bay? Ghost Bell? Yes. Oh, yeah, so it was a common. Yes. You want to try me again? Bar on the floor. You want? No. Bar? <laughs> no. No. In fact, if you say that again, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, draw and lockbird. Draw and lockbird I can get behind. I think you'll see when the format comes in. When you start yeah. playing in the format, you'll see how it's how it's bare. I think that's gonna <clears throat> definitely need some looking into. But you know what? I will need. I will neither agree or disagree at this stage. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see what happens, mm-hmm. and then and then I'll pass judgment. How's that? How does that sound for you? Deal. For you guys, you know what you can do. Can you I can have, let uh, us know. Can I have one question for you before okay, we leave? Go for it. Are you? Are you Nedamonero identifying now as a casual player? No, because I think there are going to be times where I take the game more seriously than a casual player. Okay. Um, and there are, and I know for a fact that there are going to be times where I want to take it more seriously mm-hmm. than a casual player. So I I won't necessarily call myself a casual player. But I'm not going to call myself a competitive player because right now I just do not have the time, attention, and willpower to be a competitive player on that level. Mm. You know what I mean? I just got like way too much going on. <clears throat> way too much going on that I'm not willing to sacrifice. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, it was fun while it lasted though. <laughs> it was fun being a tryhard for a hot you second. You say it like it's over. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a tryhard anymore, dude. I'm not a tryhard anymore. <laughs> I have a lot more fun not being a tryhard. I've I've realized. Um, the 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 parts. So the, are, are you the, saying the, the competitive this, players are tryhards? Come again? Are you saying competitive players are tryhards? You have to be a competitive player in anything is a tryhard. You're all tryhards. You're all tryhards. <laughs> okay, if so you, you are if you are a pre, if you are predator rank. Right now in Apex, you are a tryhard. But you're okay? still saying you're still saying um you you're not stopping trying to be a competitive player. Yeah, I'm gonna. But be, then you're saying you're not a tryhard. No, because I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be a tryhard on some days and then on other days okay. I'm gonna be like uh this didn't resolve I don't okay. give a fuck you know okay. what I mean yeah. Let's see. 
Yeah. <laughs> balance. That's fine. Competitive balance. Don't say balance. you're never going to be a tryhard because you're talking too, le- too different what, roads. But like why, why I'm saying I'm never going to be a tryhard is because I feel like even at my most competitive, I don't think I'm going to be gunning for first place. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like tryhards gun for first place all the time. I mean, not always. They sometimes gun to make top. Tomato, tomato. Like when you're playing in like an 100 man game, that's kind of like the same thing. You know what I mean? Because you still have to, that's a fucking schlep. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're taking a fucking schlep to get to your, I want to be the very best like no one ever was goal, you're a fucking tryhard, okay? And I don't, and I don't even say that with judgment. Embrace Mm. it. You know what I mean? Because that's what gets you there. Mm. You got to have some fucking cojones. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm like, listen. I don't want to use my cojones in that way. Mm. You know what I mean? That's why I don't want to call myself that. I'm literally, that's literally me trying to put some respect on y'all's name. You know what I mean? You guys are the guys who are like, I want first place or I want to top at this and I want to do that, right? And I'm just like, I don't think that's me. Is it is is it because I know I shouldn't be asking questions because we're supposed to be ending the show, <laughs> but I mean, go for it. Is go. it is it is it because of where you're at that you don't want to do that yet, or yeah. because I I do think it's okay to do that even though you're not making it there yet. I think it's okay to say I want to try, I want to be there. I I I do, think and it's... I don't think it's showing disrespect to competitive players at all, even if you're like trying to no. fight to get there and you're not there. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not saying like. Like, if I don't do this, it shows disrespect. Um, I'm like, I'm I'm separating the two just out of personal preference. Mm. And I, I happen to have a microphone and a show and you're listening. So, I mean, <laughs> but like, I don't, I, I, I don't mean like anything beyond my own, just like personal mm. observations on the game. Um, and yes, to answer your first question, it is because of where I am now. Mm. It is subject to change. Okay. It is subject to change. Maybe later on, like maybe even like a year from now or something, I might be like, you know what? I feel like I could go for this shit and really do it. And then maybe then I really will go for that shit. And I do agree with you also in a, if you do want to be on top right now when you're just getting started and you do want to throw yourself into all of this, by all means, I've got no shade on that. Mm. You know what I mean? I I don't have any <laughs> like major regrets with how I started the game because mm. I did start this game in a very majorly competitive mindset mm. right I don't regret that part yeah. that part was fine um, I'm just not there anymore yeah I'm at a time where or at least at the moment or at least at the moment yeah I'm I, I want to like take it easy for a little bit yeah and you know relish the things that I do enjoy more like sitting down and and playing this game for fun and laughing over stupid things and you know, like that's that's really what I want to get the most out of because that's what I need the most out of it. Right I mean, now. That, you know that what I mean. I'll, I will say when we did the 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 theory crafting, mm. even though a lot, there is theory crafting in a, in it, a lot of it was exactly what you said. Yeah. Like I had one of the most enter- entertaining duels with Enku mm. um, that I have had in a long time, where we were literally just drawing and normal summoning beat sticks and attacking each other because we had a bigger stick in a game of purely versus sword soul <laughs> it was that bad and every time the one of us thought we could combo off the other had the hand trap point it was so terrible but anyway it was you know mm. that still happens so. no I'm sure like this that and also listen that we don't have time for this our show is already <laughs> over so this this has to be the last point on this um, what I'm trying to say is 
when when it's more casual, right? This this is the yin and yang of it. When things are competitive, things are competitive first and fun second. You can still have fun in a competitive setting. It's just not your main objective. Yeah. When things are casual, you get fun first, competitive second. Yeah. And that's I'm just on that side right now. Mm. Yeah. They're both they're both connected. They're both make part of the same whole. Mm. Right. And you can be on one side at this time and the other side at another time. You know, it's all just up to you. Mm. <clears throat> it's no wrong way to do this. Anyways, good, that good round off. is going to be our show <laughs> for this week. If no one else has anything else to say, I think we can wrap up. Are we done? Are we done? I have a habit of distracting things before we end, yeah. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Um, that's going to be our show for this week, guys. Thank you for listening. Please consider following us on Twitter because it is the best way to contact this show outside our Patreon, okay? We're all on the Patreon. We're all constantly monitoring that page. So if you do want to say hi, if you want to ask us some questions, we'd love to do another Q&A with you guys where we get to know you guys more and you get to know us more. Uh, pause for a cough break. Um, yeah, um, at ShadowcastZA on Twitter is the best way to get in touch with us and do all of that fun stuff. If you do want to consider supporting the show, the best way to do it is via our Patreon. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm saying bye. No, you're not. Oh, okay. What is that? <laughs> Continue. Bye. Stop doing Caucasian <laughs> things on my microphone. <laughs> um, completely thrown off track. Yes, support us via our Patreon. Um, we do a very special Patreon-only segment called Behind the Break, where we talk more Yu-Gi-Oh!, but we also just get a little bit more in our feels, talk more personal stuff, mm. and make um, a lot of stupid, dumb jokes that you don't get to hear on the main show. And, um, yeah, well, guys, that's been... That's shut up! <laughs> <laughs> you stop talking now! <laughs> you talked enough! We both talked enough! Okay. It's goodbye now! Okay. That's been Shadowcast. Thank you for listening. I've been Eddie Moneta. And I've been Frisbee Moonsong. And we're leaving. Bye. We're leaving. Don't ask me to buy nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Can't take y'all anywhere. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>